Plugged in, Chris? I am plugged in. Welcome to the Plugged In Podcast. This is Chris from Twitter. This is Joe Hawks. How you doing, people? The people are doing good. Today we have a special guest. Um, special guest, state your name. My name is Damari. What's up, Damari? How you doing, Mom? Good. What made you want to hang out with us tonight? I don't know. I didn't want to read. You didn't want to read? read? So you just wanted to just hang out with uh, with just two bums right now? Okay, that's what's up. But you did read today, right? Yes, a lot. What did okay. you read? Harry Potter, see Dogman, see Pokemon. Oh, you read a lot then. What other books you read? Diary of a Wimpy Kid and Last Kids on Earth. Sweet. All right. All right, so which, uh, which, which Harry Potter book are you on, man? The third one. The third one, so that's the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yep. What do you think about it so far? It's good. Would you Would you think of the first two? First two were okay. The first one was kind of weird because they didn't do anything much, but they did have a lot planned. The Sorcerer's Stone, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, the first one's probably probably just giving you like a lay of the land and getting you familiar with all the characters, right? Yeah. The second one was pretty good because that's the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. And uh, that one, that one had Tom Riddle, right? Yeah, aka Voldemort. Voldemort. Oh, oh. He who must not be named. Basically, <laughs> all the characters who are cool say Voldemort. Alright, alright, so, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna say Voldemort, man, I don't believe in that, um, but you can go ahead and do that, um, no, I won't, I won't say it anymore <laughs> after that, man, but, uh, he tried to call you out on that, Chris. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're glad to have you on our show today, Damari, um, Damari's gonna help us out, um, with our topics when we, uh, transition today, um, we're gonna be previewing the NFL Divisional playoff round, um, some really good matchups this weekend, Joe. I am so. This is honestly, this is probably the best weekend of any of the playoffs. I mean, in the NFL, wild card round was nail biters galore, but the divisional rounds are usually where it, the divisional round games are usually the best ones of the weekend um, of all of all the NFL playoffs. It's even better than the, the than the conference championship games, and sometimes even better than the Super Bowl. Some of the best matchups in the past have always come from the divisional round of the playoffs. Yeah, man, there it is the round where instant classics occur. This year, I think I'm a little concerned just because the outside of the Packers and Seahawks games, I could see a lot of these games being very one-sided. Um, these are teams that, with the rest, I think, you know, they will be forces to be reckoned with. And it's this year, it's going to be really hard to top the the wild card round. We had four games that ended in one possession. Um, in a one possession difference, right? Um, the Bills and the Texans went to overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the other overtime game? Saints and Vikings. Went to Saints overtime. and Vikings went to overtime. So two overtime games, four games decided by one possession. Um, it's it's hard to imagine a second consecutive week with football at that level. I mean, it it, it would it will be hard, but I mean the Saints and uh, the Vikings last week had a you know pretty much a very uh, a very competitive game. Same with the uh, Bills and Texans. Bills were up sixteen nothing over the Texans, and then all of a sudden the Texans just stormed back. I mean JJ Watt had a big sack on uh, on Josh Allen, and all of a sudden uh, the Texans was able to jump on it and, and was able to 
find a way to win in overtime. Uh, like I said, Vikings and Saints. Did, did the Texans win that game, or did the, the Bills just give them that game? For what it's worth, I think the Bills just gave that game away. Because, I mean, they, the knock on Josh Allen, the knock on Josh Allen was he was always a slow starter. And he was a good, and he was a good finisher. But it seemed like he started well, and then he couldn't finish the game. Um, the Bills could not find a way just to put the Texans away. The, the defense played so well. They got after Deshaun Watson, sacked him seven times. The eighth time where they should have sacked him is that play where he that unbelievable uh, that unbelievable uh, pass he had on uh, on third down where where set him up for the uh, pretty much for the for the game winner. But yeah, I mean Deshaun Watson and the Bill uh, Deshaun Watson and the Texans stole that game, but the Bills pretty much just headed it away. Yeah, it was an amazing play, man. It just looked like he was ready to defy the laws of gravity. I will say though that um, it actually looked like the second hit kept him up, and so the the that's I, a good point. If 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 the guy actually just doesn't hit him, he might just fall to the ground or lose his balance because it was like he hit him one way. The second guy came in and actually kept him up from what I saw. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, you know, that's 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 a valid point. I mean, I thought, like I said, I thought. They, Jerry Hughes and the, and the Bills should have been able to find a way to bring down Deshaun Watson, force the punt, get the ball back, and maybe drive down the field and, and, and kick the field goal. And and the Bills are on, are, are on their way to uh, they're on their way on the second round. Yeah, what do you think of the uh, the Vikings and Saints? Probably to be real with you, the 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 most competitive game of the week of a wild card weekend. I mean, even, like even though every game was basically a, a one score game, I think that one particularly with the history between those two teams made for a better matchup. Um, the Vikings have eliminated the now have eliminated the Saints two of the last three years. Yep. Um, and the Saints, for you know, and it's kind of a you know, it's pretty much of a detriment to them. They've lost in the playoffs three straight years on the game's final play. So, you know, that right there still stings. But the Vikings and Saints, I think, like I said, I think it was probably the best game of the weekend. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, it was exciting. Dalvin Cook came and just showed out. Um, Alexander Madison had a pretty good game. I like him. him. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he's going to be a force to be reckoned with, too. Um, that can really be something that preserves Dalvin Cook in the future is, is when they just incorporate him into the offense more. They What they do is, it's funny you say that, that's a great transition, because the Vikings, every two series will spell Dalvin Cook and bring in Alexander Madison, and when he when Alexander Madison's in the game, he runs so hard. He runs so hard. Matter of fact, he had over 100 rushes this year, so that means right there the Vikings know that they have another uh, capable running back in the backfield. Yeah. And then even with the uh, the return of Adam Thielen, um, who did injure his ankle this week, but should be good to go. Right. Um, I think that pretty much solidifies that offensive attack and gives um, Kirk Cousins just weapons all around, um, and 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 just their ability to allow him to lean on that running game really sets up comfortably for what his strengths are, which is, you know, you don't want to rely on his arm to win you a game. That's what Minnesota loves to do. Mike Zimmer, the head coach, wants to run the ball a lot. I mean, take the, take the onus off the quarterback. Let the running game do the job. And then, honestly, let your quarterback, if he has to, bail you out here and there. But Minnesota really loves running the ball. They run the ball a lot more than they actually pass this year. Yeah, man. Speaking of quarterbacks that, uh, that bail you out, man, the uh, – the Seahawks actually got bailed out with um, 
a fortunate turn of events where uh, Carson Wentz was knocked out of that game with concussion. Yeah, and in uh, the NFL just uh, within the last uh, couple of hours, the NFL has just said that uh, Debatian Clowney, uh, Debatian Clowney actually won't be fined as of yet. He didn't get fined for that hit. They feel like it was a it was a clear it was a it was a clear hit, um, no malice behind it. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, look at it. The Eagles up there lost two quarter. Well, lost Carson Wentz, but we just found out before we came on that yeah, um, Josh McCown played with a torn hamstring. I mean, he was lifting for the for the in yeah, that game, he, but he but now we know why because he tore his hamstring. People say he strained it, but it was actually a torn hamstring. You know what it was? He probably did strain it, and then because he kept playing on it. Good point. Yeah, he probably just, you know, slight a strain is pretty much a slight tear. Yeah, and so the more that you push yourself when it's strained, um, it's probably you know you're just probably um, making the tear a little more severe with Sounds every like every Kevin stride. Durant, right? Well, well, that's another that's another topic. Yeah, we we there. could talk about him and Kendrick Perkins, who has me <laughs> blocked on Twitter hey, from you, another day. He's got you blocked? He's got me blocked, bro. Oh yeah, we, we could def- talk. We could talk, we about, that. talk about, about that. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you why I'm blocked. Um, okay. The Titans knocking off Goliath. Seriously, I mean, the, I mean, look at it. Derrick Henry. They basically rode Derrick Henry to the finish line. You know what? You know, I take that back, yeah. man, because. Derrick Henry had had the Titans looking like Goliath the way he was just a man amongst boys. Have you seen the picture? Yeah, with Mark Ingram. Oh my God! I mean, it looks like a small child standing next to a fully grown man. Yeah, like Derrick Henry is like you want to tackle that for sixty minutes. Good luck. No, nah, I mean that's kind of like one of those. Th- you know how like every every group of friends has that question: like, would you let Tyson punch you for? X amount of dollars, right? Pop it in your mouth for for a million dollars, which is one punch. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, I wouldn't <laughs> even live to to spend that money. My mouth wouldn't even been. I, yeah, I would, I would have had a, a no jaw. I, my mouth would have been done if I allowed Tyson to just sock me in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but he ran all over them dudes. Uh, Sixty six carries in the last two weeks. That that right there, and and to me, I mean, we're gonna get into that in a second. But to me, that is going to that like, does he have enough? To does he have enough more in, in the tank to help them carry, uh, try to help them win the game against Baltimore, who's already a physical team to begin with. But Derrick Henry just basically is the Titans' offense right now because we saw Ryan Tannehill have like only seventy one yards passing the entire game. Uh-huh. Up in, I mean they didn't ask him to throw the ball and when he did he did throw a touchdown, but he also threw an interception. But we're but but the Titans will only go as far as Derrick Henry's going to carry him. Yeah, man. Um and, and that pretty much recaps all of those games. I, I mean the one thing I do want to ask is of all those games, they were all fairly entertaining but how would you how would you rank those games from the best to the uh the the least entertaining well number one of course i already said it was the saints and vikings i think that was probably the best game of wild card weekend number two would probably uh come down to uh just because i i love real tight tight games tennessee tennessee and new england was probably number two for me Number three was Buffalo and, and Houston. I mean, for the most part, Buffalo, second, Buffalo, uh, sixteen and nothing, and they just just wet the bed. And in the last game, the Eagles and uh, Seahawks was probably the least favorable to watch because Carson Wentz got got knocked out. Even though the Eagles try to hold on as best as possible, which they did. 
they just couldn't for some reason could not get the ball in the end zone, and that really cost them. So you know, right? The, the Eagles and Seahawks were probably the the least uh, least uh, hyped game of the week, of last week, least least entertaining game of well, wild card. Yeah, I might go with the the same order, except I think I might flip flop with the Titans and Patriots being at the top just because of the whole Tom Brady thing. Mm. Um, it's, to me, it's it's more like a one A one B thing, sure. but because every drive in the fourth quarter you can hear tony romo pretty much saying oh is is this it is this it for tom brady Um, because derrick henry is a guy who you can literally have the ball with eight minutes left up by one and milk the clock and i like the fact that that mike brable basically pulled the best that was classic honestly it made total sense i mean basically they didn't want to give the ball back and everyone they were willing to to get as many penalties as possible to to, to milk the clock, their defense was playing well. Get the ball back, and then honestly, like I said, ride Derrick Henry to the finish that line. That was that was just beautiful, cold weather football. That and that's and exactly that's the reason why I thought, uh, and I thought that was pro- to me that was the second best game that I, uh, uh, a wild card weekend that I liked watching. Yeah, and the the Vikings Saints. You know, I don't think anything else needs to be said about that game. It went in overtime. Yeah, Texans Bills. Um, you know, it was it was entertaining towards the end. You know, you and I were texting back and forth. It's kind of like, what's going on here? It's, yeah. The Bills were dominating that game, and then they just, you know, kind of wet the bed, mm-hmm. um, like you said. Um, and the Seahawks and um, Eagles game, I don't think anybody ever had a question about which direction that game was going to go, especially after Wentz went down. Once Wentz went down, I think that's when a lot of yeah. America might have checked out because they – figured that Seattle was going to just run away with the game. Even though it turned out to be only one score game, yeah. they figured that once Carson Wentz went out and Josh McCown looked like a shell of himself, 40 years old, it, the, the more, it was just a formality that Seattle was going to win that game. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, enough of the wild card round, man. We're going to go ahead and go into the divisional um, playoff round, um, and we're going to bring Damari back to uh, let introduce our first game. Go ahead and do it for us, Damari. Ferguson's Vikings at 49ers, my 7th, Saturday, 1.35 p.m. on NBC. Can Kirk Cousins lead the Vikings to another upset win on the road? Take it away, Joe. Man, uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, I mean, look, like Kirk Cousins finally got over the hump. He won a meaningful game. I mean, that was always the knock on Kirk Cousins. He couldn't win a meaningful game in the in the prime time slot. He was 0-15 against uh, teams over 500 uh, or teams with over 12 wins or something like that um, all time. Uh, 6-30 and against winning teams. I mean, like Kirk Cousins, to me, had his best – game as a pro in terms of winning last week against the Saints. I mean, he made some big throws. The throw to Adam Thielen was big, of course, but I thought the backside slant to uh, Stephon Diggs um, on that same drive was key, was huge. Um, he relied on the running game. Uh, Kirk Cousins, to me, to me, could be a, uh, could be, could help win, could help win the game, but it's more, but I think that he, it's when it comes, when it comes down to it, I think the 49ers will have uh, their defense will play uh, will will do enough to kind of keep Kirk Cousins at bay because he's he's a guy that doesn't run the ball a lot and he'll give you opportunities to to sack him and 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 once you get pressure on him he could throw he could turn over the ball. 
you know, it's hard for me to discredit what Kirk Cousins did because he did throw the final touchdown on the final play of the game. Um, but which, I, which a lot of people are saying could be offensive pass interference, defensive pass interference, depending on which way you uh, which which way you lean. Not enough contact, man. But um, yes, yeah, so. I mean, let the boys play. Um, the one thing I will say is that I think the Vikings managed him well to a point where they didn't allow Kirk Cousins to lose the game for that them. Is a, that is a um, very good point. Yeah. So uh, you know, I, I think the question. I don't really like the question because. To me, the best player on that team is Dalvin Cook. Um, they got Adam Thielen back. You know, Kyle Rudolph makes the the, the great catch at the end He's of the game. He's a wild card to me, Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. He's yeah. a wild card. And, and that defensive line. What about that defensive line, man? Just just bring in the the pressure to Drew Brees and and, and just playing their butts off in that uh in that voodoo dome, man. You know, and it, it's funny you said because that was that was really their. That was really a good effort by the defense because, look, on the first drive, Minnesota fumbled the ball. Adam Thielen fumbles the ball. They could have they could have floundered there. Drew Brees, giving Drew Brees a short field possible touchdown. Getting the crowd involved early. Getting the crowd involved. But the but the Vikings, to their credit, held their defense held held the Saints three points. They could have easily – the game could have gotten out of hand real early, but – the defense showed up well. They got to Drew Brees. They forced him. They forced two turn. The defense as a whole forced two turnovers on Drew Brees. He had that interception early in the uh, well, in the, uh, right before the halftime that that let uh, Minnesota go down and kick a field goal. And then they had the forced fumble on the in uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Saints only had eight turnovers all year, all year, an NFL record, and they had two in the in, in the playoff game. That right there. Was 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 credited by by Minnesota's defense. They played lights out. They were ready for that game. Yeah, man, and um, you know that defense. They showed up to play. Um, you know the offense. They did what they did. Um, it it's the type of resolve that they showed that game that they're gonna need heading into Levi because uh, the Niners sure. are gonna the Niners are gonna be pumped, man. First first playoff game. Um, in the history of Levi Stadium, first ever playoff game in Levi's history uh, for the for the 49ers. That's right. Yeah, man. So it's 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 gonna be wild. Um, they're gonna pack that place in with 70,000 70, fans. Um, the Vikings and, actually traveled. The football team itself actually got in today, Friday. Got in. Uh, you know they, which is kind of strange to me. I thought they would may may have left on Thursday. Try to get out of here Thursday. Get yeah, themselves a day adjusted. To yeah, yeah. But for them to only leave, to to leave. And get in today basically is almost they, they see this as a business trip. Yeah, that I mean that's that's what it is, man. They're they're getting in. They're gonna get to their hotel probably in San Jose because it's right next to Santa Clara. You you're not gonna are you, were you gonna? Uh, I'm surprised you didn't stop by. Uh, and you know you know if I would have knew that they were flying in today, man, I would have I would have you know got a big piece of uh, I would have made myself a sign. You would have said hello to Cal, uh, to uh, to Kyle Rudolph and Stephon Diggs, you know, maybe through your helmet as well. Man, I would I would have been out there telling Dalvin to cook, baby. Stop it! Come on, man. <laughs> oh Come on, man. Stop. Cook these Niners, man. Oh, so <laughs> I don't even know why I went down that road with you. <laughs> I don't know. Oh why. man, man. All right, we got to get to the, <laughs> to the next portion of this, man. Go ahead and take us away, Demari. Let us know. One word. What must Jimmy Garoppolo do in order for the 49ers to win? Take this, uh, Chris. I want to hear you. I really want to hear your thought on this one. 
As, as the resident, uh, I'm not sold on Jimmy G. Just one yet. word. Give me one you, word. Do you, I mean, you you wrote the question, so you you, you, give you got me, your word. I've got my word. You give give me a word. Just give me a word. I've got a word. Protection. Protect the football. That's what you got to do. That that's going to be the key to this game. The defense, um, Minnesota's defense was opportunistic last week against you know a team that you said did not protect the football. Jimmy G, we all know, has had issues holding on to the football when when the opposing defensive linemen have got into him. And so I think that's something that the Vikings are going to look to exploit this week, given the way that their defensive line has been playing. So the Niners really have to step up on the in the in the trenches with their offensive line. Um, they're going to have to get some running game, get their running game going. Um yeah, and, and, and I think it just all boils down to, to making sure that Jimmy G protects the ball, doesn't give the Vikings an easy interception, um, and doesn't fumble the ball. You know what? You actually stole my word. That was actually the word I was really thinking, protect, uh, protection. But for this, for the sake of argument, I actually had a backup word, calm. Just stay calm. I mean, to be real with you, like, he's don't, don't make the situation bigger than it is. Yeah, it's a playoff game, sure. But the Niners have, for, for the entire year, have played composed football. And if, and if Jimmy G can stay calm, under pressure, um, you know, not avoid the turnovers, because he, like you just mentioned, you, as, you, as you clearly, you know, perfectly uh, stated, he's had trouble, you know, holding on, protecting the football because, hey, uh, uh, defensive, uh, defensive, uh, defensive lineman gets in, his, gets in his way, gets around his feet, you know, might have a little happy feet here and there, but... As long, if he stays calm, the Niners, he stays calm, accurate, you know, just really, you know, getting the ball out quick. Niners, Niners have a really good chance of winning this game. Yeah, man. So uh, what do you what do you think is going to happen in this game? Well, I mean, really, when it, when it comes down to it, I just think that I just think that this is I mean, both teams are almost mirror images of each other on offense. I mean, you got two quarterbacks where they, you know, they're 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 similar. Uh both guys like to get the ball out. Uh, Jimmy G has a stronger arm. Kirk Cousins doesn't turn over the ball as much. Uh, that's one thing. Kirk Cousins, he'll he'll have a boneheaded play, but he doesn't turn over the ball as much. He only had like five interceptions this year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he, he had a good chance. He did well at, uh, protecting the ball. I do uh, think that the, uh, the, the Niners' defense plays into a bit of Kirk Cousins' strength mm. in the sense that, Kirk Cousins, you don't expect him to make huge plays for you in the passing game. Sure. He may, I mean, he made the, the throw to Kyle Rudolph, but before that to set up, um, you know, to, to get the ball down on the one or two yard line. Sure. Um, through that amazing pass to Adam Thielen. Um, they ran the ball, what is it, two, three straight times? Yeah, it got stuffed, and then, you know, on third and four, and, and, and uh, third and four is when um, he, threw Kirk, that. he threw the touchdown. Yeah. Six interceptions, excuse me. 26 touchdowns, six interceptions. That's right, that's right, because the Saints needed to stop them, to force them to kick a field goal, sure. and they ended up just choking on the third down. <laughs> um, but, but, but all that to say is that I think Kirk Cousins is going to be better off dinking and dunking in this game and them trying to get some sense of a running game established. Um, it's going to be tough, though, because the, the, the Niners, they really just play defense consistently, um, you know, and, and they have the defense that can get you off the field on third down no matter what the yardage situation is. I mean, I, I, I mean if you really want to take – there's two places you could attack the 49ers um, defend, uh, defense. 
One is that uh, right corner with Keller Witherspoon. Um, even though he's getting the start against the Minnesota, he he's had uh, his struggles in recent weeks. He's given up four touchdown passes, like two over two hundred, like twenty something odd uh, receiving yards. Um, you could attack. Minnesota's going to try to attack that side of the field. No one wants to really attack Richard Sherman. So Kirk Cousins is going to be smart and try to get the easier, quote unquote, easier throws to the uh, to the right uh, to the defensive right side, uh, offensive left uh, side of the field. And also, the Niners' running game, uh, running defense is 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 in the middle of the pack to stop the run. So I mean, if Minnesota can find running lanes for their running backs like Dalvin Cook and, and Alexander Madison. That will bode well because that right there, they're running the ball well. Uh, Kirk Cousins doesn't have to make, um, doesn't have to take the game over in his hands. So I and like really like if you could attack the 49ers' uh, defensive uh, run defense and and maybe a Keller Witherspoon, Minnesota has a has a chance to try to win this game. Is that run defense? I I don't know the answer to this, but. Is that run defense a little spotty because the the defensive line is just focused on getting pressure to the quarterback, so they leave running lanes open? Or well, it's a mixture of that, and plus they've also had injuries up front. I mean, uh, in DJ, the front seven, with yeah, the, with the DJ, linebackers. Well, defensive tackle DJ Jones okay. uh, is out for the year. Um, who's a big nose uh, stuff uh, guard for them, big run stuffer for them. Um, Julian Taylor, a reserve guy, um, towards ACL, Contavious Street. Is a guy that they're you know hoping that can come and maybe give him a few snaps tomorrow. Um, yeah, they just had more problems up in the middle interior of their uh, defensive line. Other than that, they've relatively they've been relatively healthy outside of and they're also gonna get Quan Alexander back, uh, who tore and like I guess like I said, excuse me, the 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 advent of of modern medicine now has just become just that much better where guys can tear their tear their pectoral muscle and almost come back within the same season and that's supposed to be a full year uh rehab and injury that you have to uh get get well with but the Niners outside of outside of a little uh, uh problems up front they're relatively <coughs> healthy heading into t- uh heading into the game all right um give me a give me two players for each team one give me the most important player um, for each team, and then two, give me your X factor for each team. Okay, well, for Minnesota, I think Dalvin Cook is definitely um, their first important player because he basically carried them against uh, against uh, the Saints last week with the two touchdowns. Um, he's he, he he's not he, only though even though he only had three uh, yards per carry, he is a good receiver out the backfield. I mean, so you know he catches a lot of swing passes out the backfield. The other guy to me is definitely is uh, is Adam Thielen. I mean, he cut his ankle uh, this week where he had to get uh, his ankle stitched up. Um, he pretty much has been limited for the most part of the year with a hamstring injury, uh, with a nagging ha- uh, hamstring. And you know, last week he he led all um, Minnesota receivers with seven catches for over 100, 129 yards. So to me, I mean, Stephon Diggs will get you, will give you, you know, uh, yards and catches and spots. But those are two guys that I think are are vital for Minnesota to win. Dalvin on offense, Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen. Okay. And for the 49ers, um, you know, the quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely um, is important. But I wouldn't even I wouldn't even put it on Jimmy Garoppolo's shoulders. I think really Raheem Mostert 
is a guy that I think is really viable, valuable in this in this game because he's he's had um, and over the last month leading into the playoffs he's he had five touchdowns which was most by any running back during that span outside of uh, Dalvin Cook before he got hurt. Um, Raheem Mostert is a guy that like I said is a guy that uh, is a very is very important to the Niners and also um, defensively uh, Jaquaski Tart coming back. It's huge. The safety is huge for the 49ers because he he missed the last four games with a rib injury. And he it's basically outside of Richard Sherman. He sees the entire field. He makes some of the defensive calls for the 49ers. He gets guys lined up. Um, he's just a, he, he's just very rangy, a guy that doesn't give up the big the big bomb over the top. So um, Jaquasi Tart and um, and Raheem Mostert are two guys to me are really key for the 49ers tomorrow. On the Vikings, I'm I'm gonna pick the same guys you Dalvin sure. Cook. I, I think I mentioned it to you on Twitter, but I think Dalvin Cook is the best player in this game. Not the best player on the Vikings, but he's gonna he needs to be the best player on that field if the Vikings wanna win. Um he's had he his season you know, just overall has been monstrous. Um had a huge season and up until the injury, um, was probably um him and Christian McCaffrey, the two best running backs in the league. Um, but really, and even before that, you know, one of the guys early on, they were talking about him as an MVP candidate. So um, I think Dalvin Cook by far is the best player in this game. I'm going to the defensive uh, side of the football, and I'm going to say Harrison Smith. I'm looking for him to have a big game. Um, three interceptions on the season. Um, what was he averaging? Like six or seven tackles a game. I think he forced three fumbles this year. He's always around the line of scrimmage. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a guy, Harrison Smith really disguises what he does very, very well. Yeah, and I mean, it's hard for me to call him an X-Factor because he's one of the better players on that defense. Um, but just, you know, the way that the Niners have been um, improving in the aerial game, um, just being able to attack teams down the field using George Kittle and Debo Samuel. Um, he's going to really have to step it up big time and make contributions to, to slow that um, Niners passing attack down. Um, on the other side of the football with the 49ers, I think um, one of the guys I just mentioned, Debo Samuel, um, I think he's the best player on the 49ers in terms of, I, I wouldn't say talent, um, but the way that he showed out in that final game against the Seahawks, I'm looking for him to to build on that. Um, George Kittle is another option, but you know I think you know he's the guy that people expect to have a big Minnesota, game. Minnesota to me are going to try keep try take George Kittle away yeah. really with more so what you were just saying with Harrison Smith, uh, maybe not even Harrison Smith. Anthony Miller, uh, excuse me, Anthony Harris led co co led the league. In interceptions with six is a is a rangy safety. You know he may get the assignment on George Kittle. So yeah, you're, you're you know I could see uh, I could see Minnesota really trying to take George Kittle away. Yeah, and with that, you know I think that just goes back to what I was saying about Debo Samuel is that they really have to attack the the Vikings through the air, um, which could be dangerous because that defensive line is coming off a stellar performance against the uh, against the Saints. Um, and they're going to be looking to get to Jimmy Garoppolo. Sure. And so um, the Niners are going to have to, I think they're going to have to approach this game and, and try to have a balanced attack against the Vikings and, um, you know, run a fairly balanced attack with running and running the football and taking their shots down the field. Um, 
but that's something that they can incorporate Debo Samuel in in terms of you know giving him the ball on the jet sweeps and um, also um, throwing it to him down the, down the field. He's I mean and he's also a monster on the short in the short game because he he likes to run after the catch, gets a lot of yak yards. Um, but I, I think that he needs to have a monstrous game if the Niners want to advance. Um, and as far as an X factor, I'm, I'm really looking to see what Quan Alexander is going to do this game coming back from the injury. Um, you know, he's going to need to really contribute because, um, one of the other things that I mentioned was I think seven of the last eight games, the Niners gave up 20 or more points. And I think the only exception to that was the game against Green Bay where they held them to, what was it? Three points, eight points, eight points. Um, but the, the defense carried them during the first half of the season, and then they kind of dissipated a little bit towards the end, given that they played 13 straight games. They were dealing with a lot of injuries. And so with him coming back, you know, there is a such thing as, you know, sometimes if you play hurt, you might hurt the team. Sure. So the thing is, like, if he's coming back, he's got to really make sure that, you know, he's solid, good to go, and ready to contribute the way that he was the first half of the season. That is, you know, that that, that is exactly right. Because, you know, I, I just think that, yeah, the defense carried the 49ers for the first half of the season. And then as the as the injuries start, kind of, excuse me, start coming up, the offense became more comfortable, especially after they traded for uh, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Their offense started to, get a, started to click a little bit more. Debo Samuel, t- you know, became an integral part of that offense from from receiving and running ability. Um, man finished with 961 yards from scrimmage and six touchdowns. So, I mean, you know, he's definitely uh, a a strong offensive weapon for the 49ers. And, he, and in, in order for them to really do something to, uh, against Minnesota to really advance, he should have a big day. I agree with you, man. Um, Damar, you got to take us into uh, the next game that we have on the schedule. Next game is Titans and Ravens minus 10 Saturday 5:15 p.m. on CBS. After rushing for a franchise record 182 yards on 34 carries in Tennessee's 22-13 win over the Patriots in Foxborough. Will Derrick Henry carry the Titans again to a victory against the Ravens? Man, um, that's a good question. These are actually good questions. I don't know who wrote these, but anyway. Um, <laughs> you know what? It's going to be tough because Derrick Henry rode, you know, basically ran forever against New England. I mean, he was he was the Titans offense. I mean, he basically already had 100 yards before halftime. Um, the Titans, the Titans rode his back. Um, they, you know, they played, they played well um, on defense. Um, their defense um, held Tom Brady and that offense to pretty much nothing. Um, Derrick Henry, to me, is the probably the. I'm talking about the bruisy, the 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 bruisiest back, the, the 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 most physical back in all of football. I mean. The way he was running against New England, where guys were just bouncing off of him, was just was comical. Um, 
against this Ravens team is going to be a little bit different because they are a team that is very physical as well. The Titans, this is going to be a very physical matchup. The Titans and the Ravens. I mean, these 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 guys actually go back to the old AFC Central days. So it isn't like you know the organizations are unfamiliar with each other. These teams know each other. Um, the Titans uh, have a strong defense. They play, uh, good linebackers. Um, uh, Rashad Rashad uh, Rashad Evans from um, from from Alabama is a good player. They have there. Weston Woodyard is a good linebacker. Um, um, Harold Landry the third is a good linebacker. They have they have really good linebackers. Um, defensive line was all over Tom Brady early in that game, but Derrick Henry was was able to, like you like the Titans if they're able to play good defense and, and kind of keep try the real key is to keep Lamar Jackson off the field. They have a good chance of of, of of an upset, but it really, you know, does Derrick Henry have enough in the tank to, to, to put up another physical uh, game against another physical team? You know what I love about Derrick Henry um, is he plays for the Titans. And, you know, looking just back on their history, they had another big back who ran very similarly to him, and that was Eddie George. Um, he actually and- broke Eddie George's... Um- playoff uh, rushing record in the, against the Patriots. So, yeah, that's that's very good company. Yeah, and um, bruising backs. Those are the dudes that you need to get the job done Especially in the postseason. Yeah, he took the words right out of my mouth, yeah. With, you know, like you just said it, Lamar Jackson, you need to keep him on the sidelines because um, the more he's on the field, the more he's going to be scrambling and – um, just damaging the secondary with with throws to to Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown. And that's the thing about that's the thing about Lamar Jackson. I mean, it's like how many times can you play good defense on him? It's like you know you can you can you know if you rush if you blitz him he's going to take off running. If you play zone he's going to pick you apart. I mean he's gotten it seems like night and day from his last playoff uh, game. To, to this year where he's just like I said it's just developed like to the high it's almost like playing good sound defense for 23 seconds and a buzzer beater just killing you at the, with the shot clock at the end of the shot clock demoralizing right? that's what yeah. he demoralizes a lot of defenses yeah because it, it's like you know you you rush the quarterback but you got to have gap discipline because he's gonna run he's gonna leak out and that's why it's important for Derrick Henry to be able to minimize the amount of time that he's on the field mm-hmm. um yeah man derrick henry you know i'm looking for him to have a huge game um he's gonna have 25 to 30 carries it just really depends Easy. on who's Easy. gonna win the, the time of Easy. possession battle um the main thing is that that's what it is it's, it's time of possession who's gonna be able to to run the more ball more effectively um who's gonna be able to stay on the field longer keep the other team off the field um, and who's going to get the other team to, I wouldn't say throwing the ball would be out of Baltimore's comfort zone, um, and neither Tennessee either, but I don't think either team wants to, to play from behind where they need their quarter. I mean, Baltimore, they've got the MVP of the league, so they can play from behind with, with their guy and, and Tannehill has shown that he's, you know, been a willing thrower this year and he's been, he's made some really impressive throws, 
um, especially on that first touchdown um, in the Patriots game. Oh, that first drive. Yeah, that was a nice throw. That first drive that the Titans had, the first offensive drive, they just ran right down. Like, they literally pushed the Patriots right down the field. Uh, yeah. Derrick Henry had all day to run, had so many wide open running lanes to throw, to run through. And, 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 um, and Josh, excuse me, and uh, Ryan Tannehill, like I said, just found an open tight end, and uh, just found an open tight end, and and, and, fought, and got the got the got the Titans off to the to the early lead, and basically they didn't look back from there. Yeah, man, and just I mean, kind of back to the uh, the Baltimore side of things. Damari wants to uh, take us into our next next question. Go ahead, Damari. All right, next one is Texans. Oh wait. What to expect from Lamar Jackson in his second playoff start? You know what? I expect him to come out. I think he's going to come out firing. Um, I, you know, last year against the Chargers, he didn't have that much. He didn't have a good, too much of a good of a game. He was like 14 for 29 or something like that. For uh, I think I was just looking at it. Because I was just reviewing the box score. Yeah, he threw two touchdowns. He was, uh, yeah, 14 for 29, 194 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, the Ravens just couldn't, you know, he looked like a, a remedial quarterback. This year, pretty much possibly will be the named in the NFL's MVP. Um, I think really with this year, he's going to come out firing. He's going to, you know, he's going to really be, a, it's going to be electric in Baltimore tomorrow. Uh, it's a prime time game. CBS, Tony, you know Tony Romo, Jim Nance are going to be on it. So you know it's going to it's got a it's got a big feel outside of it being a playoff game. It's a big feel because CBS has its number one crew on. Um, Lamar Jackson, I'm expecting him to probably throw at least. I'm gonna say two touchdowns. He'll throw two touchdowns at least. Maybe run for one. They'll both be to Mark Andrews. You think both touchdowns will be to Mark yeah, Andrews? Man. Yeah, not maybe not maybe to dump off to uh, maybe Mark. That's a guy. Mark Ingram is uh, questionable to play with their calf, you know, and and the way he that's fell, gonna be big. And the way he injured it, it looked like an Achilles. He Ooh. fell like a ton of bricks. That's that's going to be dangerous too, because if it is close to an Achilles injury, there really isn't any healing from that. You know, the doctors do say that you know once it's going to tear, once it's strained, it's going to tear. Yeah, it's going to go. It's going to give. It's going to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean Lamar Jackson. He's going to do his thing on the ground. I actually think they're going to come out and just run the ball, um, get him going, and just really, you know, you know, allow him to, to, to make his, imp- you know, put his imprint on the game using his legs um, and use that to really open up some of the passing lanes for him to, to get him going through the air. But I really think that um, this, this, game is going to be a battle over who can establish a more dominant run game um, and get ahead so that they can um, put together long drives, um, you know, much like the uh, what we talked about um, in the last topic was just control the time of possession, control the clock, um, you know, win the possession battle, field position, it'll be about... Um, you know, just get in, you get in those extra yards to really try to um, let their defenses play a little bit. Um, but you do want to try to keep your offenses on the field um, and keep your defenses off the field. I mean, yeah, the last time these two teams met in the playoffs was 2007. Ravens and the Titans um, and the 
believe the Titans, yeah, the Titans won 13-10. And so... 2007, you said? Let me double-check that. Because I know that they the recent playoff appearance between these two... Steve McNair still playing? Steve McNair was in Baltimore at this time. Ooh. So, let me see. Uh, if I'm mistaken, Ravens... Because so yeah, so I mean when it comes down yeah thirteen yeah thirteen ten, uh Joe Flacco yeah yeah thirteen ten, and yeah Joe Flacco was yeah Joe Flacco led the Ravens to the to a win. Oh yeah, it was Kerry, a playoff game. Against yeah, Kerry Collins. Yeah, Kerry Collins. Yeah, I knew CJ two K. Two thousand and nine. I had just came back to. Yeah, I just came back to the barrier from uh, from Nashville. Is that Justin Gage? That's Justin. Yes, Ju- uh, Justin Gage, Derek Mason. You want to talk? about Yeah. So yeah, the Ravens. That was the year the Ravens lost to the Steelers in the AFC title game. That was probably, honestly that was probably the most brutal uh, football games I've ever watched. Because their their football games are already. Physical enough, yeah. But you let them meet in the playoffs. So yeah, so yeah, I was, I knew it was yeah, two thousand and nine. Uh, yeah, so that that was their their most recent playoff yeah. uh, game, and, and the Ravens won that one thirteen ten. So it's gonna be it should be a good game uh, between the two. But it's yeah, it's it's gonna be just a like I said, a battle of who can run the ball better, ball control, um, clock clock management, clock management. Yeah. Not load um, management, but clock management. <laughs> there you go. I'm um, speaking <laughs> to the team that's been managing their load the last week. Um, on the next game on the docket, what do we got, Damari? Texans at Chiefs, minus 10, Sunday, 12.05 p.m. on CBS. Can the Texans keep Deshaun Watson, Watson upright and avoid being sacked by a good KC fast rush? You know, I think they can keep him upright. Um, but I don't think they can keep him from getting hit. He took seven. He took seven sacks last week, and he was against Buffalo. And he was, I honestly, I felt every time he just got hit. But he st- like Deshaun Watson is just a is a is just other world freak, man. That man makes some of the most insane plays look routine. Yeah. I mean, this goes back to college. But th- but last week against Buffalo. He basically had to will that team to victory because he was just getting annihilated every single drop back. Every time he would run, the guy was getting hit. He was, you know, so really, you know, the offensive line for the Houston the Houston Texans, they've got to find a way to protect him. They they have to limit the amount of beating beatings he's taken. Yeah, um, they cannot allow him to get punished the way that he did last week. Um, it's the playoffs, man, um, and we've seen elite quarterbacks get taken out of the game with one hit. Oh, sh- Carson Wentz, we just saw it. And so, you know, we, you, you and I talked about this at the beginning of the year, was can the Texans keep him upright? Deshaun Watson has had to keep himself upright. He made that fantastic play against the Raiders. He made a similar play um, last week, getting hit by two guys to stay up. Um and then make a fantastic throw. Right. Um, but, I, you know, I think the the Texans are playing with fire um, by letting other teams just get into the backfield the way that they do to 
to to touch up Deshaun Watson. They really got to, you know, I think they're going to have to to attack, do a better job attacking Kansas City on the ground, um, try to get some of that running game going so that they can, you know, maybe get some play action going. Buy the guy some time um, because if they just have him standing back there um, getting hit, it might be an ugly and a long day for the Texans. They did beat the Chiefs um, in the middle of the season, but we all know Andy Reid likes to have midseason crisis where he just, you know, he gives a couple games away. And the team really didn't look like any, it, it, it wasn't itself midway through the year, but I thought they really started to come along at the at the end of the year with Tyreek Hill being healthy. Mm-hmm. Um and just you know, with a with a really a fully healthy squad, they were getting healthy at the right time. Um, so I think that um, this is a game where the Chiefs will look to get out on top early, and really just build on the league and the lead and overwhelm the, uh, the the Texans defense. It's funny you brought. I mean, you brought that game up um, on October um, on October thirteenth. The, the the matchup between Houston and Kansas City. Let's not forget, Kansas City jumped up on Houston 17-3 to in the first quarter, okay? And then Houston, in the second quarter, dropped a 20-spot on them. You know, took a 23-17 to lead into halftime and pretty much held serve. 31-24 was the final score. But the game could have been out of hand if Will Fuller, who is a hit or miss, doesn't drop three touchdowns the man had Deshaun Watson was that the week after he scored three touchdowns yes exactly (laughs) that was against who was it was that the Colts I believe I don't remember or Jacksonville I think it might have been Jacksonville might have been Jacksonville yeah yeah. but that was the week where Will Fuller just was everyone's fantasy superstar where anybody that owned Will Fuller the week before I think he had like uh, nine catches for like 178 yards and two touchdowns um the previous week I want to say against Jacksonville but the next week they play Kansas City and it seemed like he couldn't catch anything. It seemed like he dropped every single pass that was thrown to him. Deshaun Watson, I mean, puts the ball right on the money every single time to Will Fuller. And he just dropped it. The game could have gotten out of hand if he catches, that's, that's what's that, 16, yeah, like 18 points right there, you know, yeah. minus the extra points that he dropped. So just imagine if you would have started him the next week after you did start him in your fantasy league the the week prior, you're 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 asked out. So really, with 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 when it comes to Kansas City, if they can find a way for Will Fuller to have another hiccup again, then maybe they were they, they can neutralize him. But if he finds a way to 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 just explode in this game, maybe the Houston Texans do run away with a with this game. You never know. Yeah, I mean, we've seen crazier things happen in the playoffs, especially with uh, Andy Reid teams. I mean, Andy Reid, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is like, what was it, like 21-5 and five after the bye week? All time. That, that's a great point. That's yeah, great point. I mean, the thing is, like, we like for, for, for betting purposes, you, you almost are willing to always take Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs or any time any Andy Reid team that he's coaching after the bye week. Nine times out of ten, they have a good chance of winning. So yeah. it's going to be interesting the way that the, the Chiefs come out um, on Sunday against uh, against Houston. But Houston, if they find a, if if Houston can find a way to jump on them, like get Will Fuller excuse me, involved, and he finds a way to be able to uh, explode and catch a couple of these uh, deep passes. 
like I said, the Houston Texans have a good shot at going into Arrowhead. And honestly, it might be the the upset of the weekend to be real with you if they find a way to get down here. Even even if the tech if the Titans um, do beat Baltimore, I would have to say, yeah, Houston, who's never been to the AFC title game, let's not forget that. Never been in the AFC title game. So imagine if they do beat Kansas City. That would be a monumental upset because everyone is picking Kansas City to win this game. Yeah, you know what? I, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm not against that. I think that uh, Kansas City is, is going to put up a lot of points this week. Um, you know, with, with uh, what is it, the brain fart. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you talking about the game? No, no, no. The, um, I'm going to have to edit some of this out. No problem. I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. Um, Players mess up. We good. We do. We do. Uh, <laughs> Deshaun Watson avoid being sacked. Uh, we were talking about Andy Reid. Yeah. I mean, clock we, management. So oh that's another no, thing. no. What, what I wanted to say. What I Andy Reid clock management. I was going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> Houston's a dome team. You think they'll be able to manage themselves in that yes. Midwest? Yes. Home? I mean, let me tell you why because. The field in Kansas City, from everything I've been reading, the field in Kansas City is going to be nice. It's a huge field. They've uh, they said like pretty much it's probably the best the best field that has been in January in a long time. So Houston, even though they're a known team, they're not a, to me. They're not afraid to go outside. I mean, like I said, a lot of these guys. Are, I mean, this is the playoffs. I mean, I, to be real with you, I think the weather aspect is just all mental. Yeah. After a while, once you start getting out there on that field and you start, you know, moving around, get warmed up, maybe take a hit here, you know, a little, a little, a little elbow in the in a, in, a, in a rib cage, you you you're playing football. Yeah. So I like to me, I really think Kansas City, um, they better they're gonna have their hands full against Houston. Houston's gonna come there, gonna be coming in there and they're playing. Yeah, man. We, you know what we haven't talked about, um, and, and we'll get into it on this next topic is the. Uh, the, the golden child over in uh, Kansas City, man. Uh, give us our next topic, Damari. We got Patrick Mahomes versus Deshaun Watson, the next great QB rivalry. Man, you know what? It's it it could be. It really can be. I mean, it could be up there with Brady, Brady versus Manning, um, um, Jim Kelly versus Dan Marino, John Elway versus anybody you want to think of. I mean, this is this. Ha- I mean, these are the guys that's going to carry the league for the next ten to fifteen years. Um, you ha- and they're both from the AFC, so they're going to be. You're going to see these guys me- uh, meet up in the playoffs a lot over the next couple of years. You throw Lamar. We, we mentioned Lamar Jackson is a guy that's going to be is going to add his name into the mix. But for the sake of argument for this topic here, this could be one of the best rivalries um, among QBs because you got two t- two guys who. The Chicago Bears could have had, and that's 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 one thing that they're that they're uh, that they're going to be forever linked to. And before before the the Texans drafted uh, Deshaun Watson, apparently they wanted Patrick Mahomes. So that's why Kansas City actually jumped up to get him because they fe- they feared that that uh, the Kansas that Houston was going to draft him because I mean the guy's a local local guy he's from Texas. So I mean you just imagine. Uh, they draft him, and you know, ticket ticket sales goes through the roof with him. But I think it really will be because whoever wins the whoever ends up winning a Super Bowl first, 
that guy, the 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 counterpart, is immediately going to go get on notice. When are you going to win your Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes? Or when are you going to win your Super Bowl, Deshaun uh, Watson? So I think really we're, we're this right here is going to be uh, this game come Sunday will be the first of many playoff matchups between the two te- between the two quarterbacks. It has the potential to be the next great QB rivalry, um, but I think the the crux of it just boils down to that offensive line in Houston, man. If they can't keep him upright. This may not be the best QB robbery for the next three years. He might end up messing up. It might be the same way. It may have the same fate as uh, Andrew Luck. Especially because of the strength of his game, rely on getting getting out of the pocket, making plays with his legs. You know, you get out of the pocket, you get hit the wrong way. Um, when you can't even get the protection you need to stay up in the pocket, um, that's going to be a problem, man. And... You know, I would love to see this because I do think that these are the premier quarterbacks um, as par- as far as just like being a pocket passer um, in the AFC. Um, Lamar Jackson's going to have something to say about this. And, and that's the thing. The AFC right now has some of the best young quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be around for a long time. That's going to, and it's only one. It's only one trophy to fight over, and it's going to be so much fun to see these guys battling for it. Yeah, man, and and it, I think it would just be awesome. It would have been nice to see one of these guys have the opportunity to to go against you know um, the 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 Patriots with Tom Brady to knock him off. That's a good point. It's funny you say about the Patriots because this will be the. Um, this year will be the first time since two thousand and three. No, two thousand. Yeah, two thousand and two. Excuse me, two thousand and two, that the AFC Championship game won't feature either Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, or Ben Roethlisberger. The first time since two thousand three. And can you? And 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 the sixty four thousand dollar question is: Can you name the last two quarterbacks that played in the AFC title game? Not named Brady, Roethlisberger. Or uh, Manning, can you name me those two? Matter of fact, you should be able to because one of them happens happened to. It was Rich Gannon and um, come on, Steve McNair. My man, oh, there man. you go, there you oh, go. Man. That's why I mess with you. There you go. Oh man, that, that was easy, man. Um, <laughs> that was good, man. Last category, which is Seahawks. My man, go ahead, just, just transition you go, the show man. for take, us. Thank you. Take, take charge. <laughs> take charge. Uh, Packers uh, minus four, which is the least uh, minus this weekend uh, on Sunday at three forty p.m. on Fox. Well, Russell Wilson finally went at Lambeau Beach. Uh, you want to call? It, you want to call it Lambo? In that field. There you go. Before we get into that, man, I see you about to knock out in that chair. So why don't you go ahead and uh, take take the rest of the day off, man? Here, take this take this uh, prisoner of basketball book, man. You knock almost yourself made out, it. Man. You almost made it. We appreciate it, though. We almost made it. But um, you know what? I think this one right. I think you know what? I think this matchup here, as Damari leaves. <laughs> you know what? I think this matchup here is is you know it's. I think this one will be really fun too. Um, I'm looking at this to be the best game of the week. You know what? It, it sneaky sneakingly it could be because I think our last question is going to really um, don't is going to really have something to do with it. But just for this purpose, I mean, 
I think I think Russell Wilson. I think this will probably. I think he will win a game. I think he'll win this game come Sunday. Um, he's zero three in Lambeau Field. Two touchdowns, five interceptions. So I mean, the thing is, the Packers play well at home, but this is a kind of a strange Packer team because. A lot of people are questioning if they're even legit. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers, but, you know, outside of Devontae Adams and uh, Aaron Jones, the, the Packers, you know, offensively are just okay. And then defensively, they actually have added pass rushing. They actually went in, into free agency to actually they help spent them. a lot of money on that defense. And, 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 and it actually helped them because they finished 13-3. and three. They feel like this is probably their best defense since that Super Bowl team in uh, 2010. And so, or 2009, excuse me. And so, and so, when it comes down to it, I think that, I think that the uh, that Russell Wilson is he's just he is just such a dynamic player, man. It's just so like you think you have him, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he makes a, a, an unbelievable play. Deshaun Watson again is a guy that that I look at when you know I don't him and Russell Wilson definitely are not comparable in terms of size and attributes but they both know how to win and so when you look at a guy like russell wilson i think you 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 can you can win anywhere but green bay i think this sunday they're gonna i think he's going to do just enough they're gonna do just enough to find a way to get that win i mean i think it's gonna be last team with the ball is gonna be the the team that wins um russell wilson he's russell wilson man so i don't think you really ever like take the history into account when it comes to him no he's he's a guy that will get it done when it needs to to get you know when when you need a huge score in you know in a clutch situation he's you know one of the top three or four guys in the nfl that you would ask to 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 be behind center that's what hey that's what i'm telling you it's like you just imagine when he when you say your team is only up by five points and he's got the ball with a minute, two minutes left. You're 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 nervous because yeah. he finds ways to extend plays. Like you think you have him. If you like, I'm telling you, he's one of those guys. Like you, you know, I'm not in the business of wishing hurt on anybody, but he's a guy you have to hit. Like you yeah. have to make sure he's down. You can't be out here just. You gotta you, wrap up. You have to wrap up. It's, yeah, great condom. Uh, great condom reference. Wrap up. <laughs> you have to wrap up exactly. So, I like I said, I really believe that Russell Wilson will do enough. He'll 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 make all these magical plays uh, to 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 keep to keep drives alive and and find a a, a tile locket or a, a Debo. Uh, excuse me, not Debo Samuel. Uh, DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. You know, take. Um, Jacob Hollister. I mean, he finds playmakers. He'll find. He'll keep uh, got, uh, drives alive. And I, like I said, I think I think Russell Wilson will do just enough to to get Green Bay uh, to get to move past Green Bay. I think so. How do you think Marshawn Lynch looked last week against the Eagles? That touchdown, man, it, it looked it looked like Marshawn of old. It looked like I he t- might get, be getting his legs I think, back. Honestly, I think this is perfect. This game here is perfect for Marshawn. This this coming Sunday because it's cold. It's gonna be cold weather. And we were just talking about Derrick Henry, about how, how do you really want to tackle that for sixty minutes in that weather? The skittles are going to be hard, man. And, exactly, but but I think really, I think I think the first time, the first game that Marshawn Lynch played against the 49ers in Week Seventeen preseason, you might as well say that. Yeah. Um, 
and then and then you've got the, the, the this wild card game um, against Philadelphia. He looked good. Huh? Looked like it. Like he looked. He looked rested. Because yeah. yeah. my my main concern with Marshawn Lynch after that first game, how did he feel Monday morning? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was I was surprised because the way that he came back and played in Philly, yeah, like they said he was feeling good. He, you know, they didn't have sure. him on the injury report. He wasn't even listed as a probable. No, no. You know, like you would think that after after playing for the first time in 400 some days, little nagging injury yeah, or something yeah. like a little, you know, like a little tightness in the back or something. Tennis like that. elbow or something. yeah, t- tennis elbow exactly. Like some <laughs> little some little injury, but he didn't have anything. That's or 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 I should say nothing was reported. There you go. Yeah. Something you know he might have felt a little. You know, I'm it's, sure it's, his body. It's, it's was the NFL. It's the playoffs. You 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 play with pain. His body, you could tell his body might have not felt well, but he's not gonna let you know that. But yeah, he looked he that touchdown that he had was just were classic beast mode where he's yeah. just well bullying. He people. wasn't he wasn't he didn't do that the first week against San Francisco. So yeah. he took contact and then you could see him churn out for the extra yards using his legs because he I think he um he wasn't even facing the end zone when he got hit. Right and so no, the, and, no, then, and then he kind of like that's turned and, and turned his way into the end zone and that's to me that's just classic beast mode because he knows where he's at on the field yeah and so like you know in the short yardage situation you could expect him to do that once he gets hit I mean he's never gonna be an easy guy to tackle he's always gonna be fighting for yards but imagine when he knows that he needs half a yard for a first down or if he needs two more yards for a touchdown like there's a little bit more you know, beast in that tank. You know what? I, it is, it is fun. It, it just came to my mind. Imagine having Derrick Henry and Marshawn Lynch in the same backfield. Like, Man. like just imagine having Derrick Henry at fullback with Marshawn Lynch or vice versa. I mean, just imagine just saying that you're a linebacker looking at that in the back. Like you, like, you trying to shed a block to like, Oh my God. <laughs> Like you, you're hoping that somebody else will, you know, gets in the initial, and then you could clean it up because you're. Well, not you know, a- it's funny because I have mentioned Eddie George. Lorenzo Neal used to block for him. Remember, I, I, Lorenzo Neal has blocked for some of the best running backs in history. He didn't block football. for Corey Dillon, did he? Yes, he did. He like, honestly, you. That's a that's another that's another podcast we can talk about. All the running backs that 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 uh, Lorenzo Neal has led to at least a thousand yards or close to over nine hundred yards. It, the list is staggering. Yeah. Warwick Dunn, Mike Allstott, um, Ladanian Tomlinson, basically. Yeah. You know, we we got to we got to talk about him in Hall of Fame on another episode. Sure, but sure. I feel you, man. Yeah. Um, man, who 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 do you trust more to win a playoff game, man? Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers? Both guys have Super Bowl ring. Has a Super Bowl ring. Um. When I when I was typing this question too, I really had to think about this one because, you know, both these guys. That's another thing too. This is a good little quarterback rivalry too because I mean both guys have played each other in the playoffs. Um, who can forget when Green Bay went up to uh, Seattle and squandered the NFC title game where they were up sixteen, another sixteen nothing uh, uh, lead, and they lose that in overtime. Russell Wilson throw is throwing. Pick they were after down. Pick. They were down sixteen late. Yeah, and so like that game was over. Yeah, and so and and, and 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 so, for me, I'm gonna go with Russ. I'm gonna go with Russ because I mean I like Aaron Rodgers. I, I like I said I saw him at Cal and I and I thought he was just unbelievable. The the, the last the the 
the game against USC his junior year, I want to say. He went down there and went to, down to USC and, and I mean, kicked butt. You know, that, like that guy, uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback, but I would go with Russ in this one just because I just, for some reason, you're never, you know, you're never out of it with him. I mean, you can say that with Aaron Rodgers, but Russ just is something special, man. I mean, and like, and just see, and just being able to see him um, on, you know, twice a year or three times a year, like, he's a, He's just a guy that you just know that teammates like to play hard for him. There, there's like he, like he just for some reason it, it, it's it's hard to explain, really, because he just he's just a natural he's just a natural leader, and and I and I, and I would go with him. Um, I'll go with him to win me a, a big playoff game. I would. I would go with him just for the fact that you have to be aware of where he is at all time because yeah, you know. Once he, re, you know, once the defensive line, if they're unsuccessful getting to him, and he gets to that next level, like the linebackers, the secondary, you've always got to have an eye on him. Yeah. And if once he gets out of there, it's like it's at least he's going to pick up three or five, three to five yards. And so no, it's oh no question about it. That's the thing, like you know, end of the game, fourth and five, you are playing tremendous coverage. All of a sudden, you have pressure on on Russell Wilson. You know, a guy reaches out you know, on a block to, to, to grab the guy's leg. And it's, he, all of a sudden he's stumbling. And then all of a sudden he's, he's sprinting for, for five yards to get you an extra first down, um, in a crunch time situation. Um, Aaron Rodgers, he, you know, he, he can scramble here and there, but he's not Russell Wilson. No. And, and like I said, like when you are able to get Aaron Rodgers in the pocket, bring him down. He he he's a lot easier to bring down than Russ. Yeah, I mean he and, is. And, and both guys can make all the throws. Both guys have tremendous arm talent. Sure. Um, two of the the, the biggest cannons that that the league has to offer. Um, accurate. But, both guys are accurate. But yeah. as far as just you know that extra dimension that Russell Wilson adds in, in terms of like just running and extending plays with his legs. Not only that, when he's scrambling, he's still looking down the field. He, they had the, you know, the questionable play against San right. Francisco where a lot of guys were like, he crossed the line of scrimmage, but it was, you know, like you look at replay and it was just like, he, he was, what was it? The football was behind the line of scrimmage. He was behind the line of scrimmage. The football was already passed, but his left his leg left, yeah. was still behind, still behind the line. Still so by the rule that he was, it's still a four. It's still a regular pass. Pass forward pass. Yeah, I and, mean, but but the, the thing about it is like in plays where it looks like he's running, he's looking down the field, and that's the thing, and that's why, and that, and I and like I said, Chris, he it's it's so hard to explain because. He is a threat to run the ball, but he's not. He's not always. He's not looking to run the ball. He's still looking to find a guy downfield for bigger yards. And he, I mean, he is. I mean, the the running game is a bonus to him because I mean, he's he's he, he he's a thick quarterback. Like again, you have to bring him down. And so I, I like in a, in a in a pressure cook situation, I go with Russ. I would. I would too, man. Um, let's wrap this up. Sure. Let's get our picks in. Let's uh, let's make our predictions. Let's go in reverse order. Sure. Starting with the Seahawks and the Packers. Um, let's see here. I had said Seattle's going to probably win this one. I'm going Seattle 28, and um, I'm going with Seattle 28, and Green Bay will have 20. 28-20 Seattle. 
I'm going with uh, I'm going to pick the same winner. I'm going to go with the Seahawks on a last minute touchdown to win the game, twenty eight to twenty seven. Wow. So so Seattle's going to be down twenty seven twenty one, and Russ is going to drive down the field and throw the game where who's catching it? Marshawn Lynch is not catching the ball. He's uh, running that thing in from the one. Oh, so, so, okay. Oh, so we're going to have another Super Bowl uh, situation then. Yeah, yeah. They're going to they're gonna get the ball down there into the red zone. I, don't, I won't say – I don't know if it's going to be from the one, but once you inside the five to – to a defense, that's that's like trying to stop Marshawn Lynch on the one because once you're inside the five, man, you're not bringing him down. Well, the Niners did that, though. They were inside the five last week or two weeks ago, excuse me. But, of course, we just said that was preseason Marshawn Yeah, Lynch. yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. You, you know they not uh... – <laughs> so, <laughs> so – But hopefully, hopefully, you know you, – Hopefully we get the Seahawks to come out of this game, and, and and the Niners, you know, take care of business. We'll 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 you know get into that game last. Um, but yeah, I'm also picking the Seahawks to uh, take care of the 28, Packers. Twenty eight to twenty seven. Twenty eight to twenty seven. So the kicker just got to make sure he uh, handles his business after they scored that touchdown to tie the game. Twenty eight. Matter of fact, let me pull this up right now. Go ahead. Uh, next up, we have the Texans and the Chiefs. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, get us started on this one. I think this is going to be – I think it will be a shootout. I think both of these teams are going to come into this game looking to score. Um, I think what will be huge is I think this game is going to turn um, with a defensive play by Kansas City later in the game. Um, their secondary has really come along um, towards the end of the season, but I think that um, not only will they win, but I think they will cover the spread. I think it's going to be a game where they are up maybe two field goals late, um, you know, and uh, the 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 Kansas City defense the Kansas City defense ends up forcing a turnover um, by made by the Texans um, and ends up going thirteen late, going up by thirteen late uh, and kind of just you know teetering around. Uh, being whether be, being able to cover that spread or not, but I think they will win this game by thirteen. I think that the final score would be thirty-eight to twenty-five. Thirty-eight to twenty-five. Yep. Okay, and that is, and that is uh, Kansas City and um, Houston. Yep. All right. For me, this is going to be my upset of the weekend. I'm gonna take te- I'm gonna take Houston. I'm gonna take Houston. They're going to win 34 to 28. 34 to 28. 34. No, no, no. 34 31. It's going to be a high score affair. 34 31. Um, Houston. Um, they advance to their first AFC, AFC title game. On a game winning drive? Deshaun Watson dri- drives them down. Yes. They're going to be. They're going to be trailing 31 they're going to be trailing 31 20 uh, 31-28 all right in the final stages all right so you got catching that touchdown I have Darren Phils <laughs> no <laughs> I actually have will Fuller I knew you were gonna say that I'm going with will Fuller like he has to he can't drop any more passes, right? He has to put, come up with a game winner. I'm gonna go with Will Fuller. He's gonna he's gonna get the game. I mean, if it's gonna be that close, I hope the Texans win because you know I'm, I'm picking Kansas City to cover the spread. I may or may not 
be putting a wager on that this weekend. Um, so, but that'll take us to our next game, which also has a spread of 10, the Titans at the Ravens. Go ahead, take us. Uh, take uh, us. Titans at the Ravens? Yep. I'm going to go with Baltimore in this one. I'm going to take Baltimore. Uh, I'm going to go with Baltimore 29 and Tennessee, Tennessee 14. 29-14, uh, Baltimore. I think... This is actually going to be my upset of the week. Ooh, you're going to do it. Man. You're going to do it? I don't know, man. The way that Derrick Henry has been running, um, the the question with him is going to be, will he hold up after running for 66 carries the last two weeks? Um, I think they'll reduce his workload a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think he'll carry the ball 20 to 25 times. Easy. Um, it's, it's weird because this is really – this has an old school feel to it because we don't have running backs run for twenty carries anymore. No, we and don't. this guy, this guy ran for thirty. Like when was the last time? Thirty-four carries. When was carries, in yeah. the last six seasons? Have we had any running backs run for thirty carries? That I mean, that's like that's in Jer- the playoffs or just in the regular season. That's like Jerome Bettis, Lamar Miller type stuff. I can think of one person. I can think of one person that ran for, that had over thirty carries in the game. Who was it, Frank Gore? My man, Frank Gore. And the, <laughs> you had that you had that grin on your face. So I was like, it had to be Frank Gore. Frank Gore, yeah. Frank Gore had thirty six carries as a member of the uh, Colts when they played in Buff. Uh, they played Buffalo two years. Two How years many ago. yards he have? Frank had like over one hundred thirty something yards. That's Frank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but but I do think that the Texans yeah. are gonna. I mean, not the Texans. The Titans are gonna upset the Ravens in this one. I th- actually think it's gonna be a pretty low scoring affair um, because the Titans are gonna be able to run the clock um, and and just control that time of possession. I have this being a thirteen to ten game. Ooh, real slow. Ooh, really? You got and you're picking. I'm picking the Titans. And you said this is your upset, Titans. Yep. Okay, me. I've already given you my upset of the uh, of the weekend, so I'm going. I'm going with the Ravens in this one, and I think the Ravens they're going to have to earn this one. It's going to be close. I'm going to go. Wait a minute! Didn't I just say? Uh... Oh no, I did say this. I'm sorry. 29-14 Ravens. That's what I said. Yeah, you did. All yeah, right, so, we're, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go into this uh, next game. We got yeah. we got the Vikings at the 49ers. I'm gonna go ahead and kick us off with go this right one. Um, I think the Vikings will be able to run the football, but I don't think Dalvin Cook is gonna have the game that he needs to have for them to to beat the Niners. I think that Debo Samuel is gonna have the game of his life coming off that performance that he had against Seattle. Um, I think, I don't, I, I think Jimmy G is going to have, um, he's going to have a solid game, but I don't think he's going to have one of those games that, you know, people are, where, where people are going to look at the box score and say that he just, you know, was the next Steve Young or Joe Montana type of game. I think he'll throw for a touchdown. Um, one of those would be to, uh, um, Debo Samuel. Okay. I think George Chittle is going to do his thing. I think the running game is going to be able to get about five, six yards of carry, um, I think that they will be able to advance. Um, I think they're going to squeak by Minnesota. I think it's going to come on. I actually think the game is going to be tied going into the fourth quarter. It'll be a little bit of nerves in Levi, but I think that the Niners will prevail and, and kick a 
kick a field goal at the end of the game to to, to squeak by and uh, live for another week. So the score for you? Oh, the score. The score I think is going to be twenty four to twenty one. Twenty four twenty one San Francisco. Yep. All right. For me, I'm gonna go. I'll go San Francisco, and I think San Francisco is going to win thirty one twenty. Thirty-one twenty. Thirty-one twenty. Cover spread. Yeah, I'm going. Yeah, yeah. Smart. Put your smart money down. Uh, yeah, I'm going with San Francisco winning thirty-one twenty. Uh, Garoppolo's going to have two touchdowns. One of them to Debo. The other one's going to. Uh, is going. The other one's going to be George Kittle, double covered, find a way to get the ball into him. Um, and and I don't see. I see Kirk. I see. Honestly, I see two turn. I see uh, turnover piece by both quarterbacks. Um, just because both defenses do play well and they can force turnovers. Yeah. Um, I might be wrong, but I could see both guys, you know, maybe a fumble or interception yeah. here somewhere. But, yeah, I got San Francisco winning 31-20. All right, before we end the show, man, I will end the show by saying that I did have Seattle beating the Niners twice this year. It was ruined by a Week 17 loss. So you're saying... But, uh, but I'm saying that, that, that they're about to go back to Levi, man, and... and uh, Spark some more memories of that Monday night game we had earlier that, you know, that they had earlier in the season, man. And that, honestly, and I, and I think the public wants a part. Three. Everybody wants that. Yeah, everybody wants a part three, and I think this is it's a good chance that this yeah. will happen. I'm not trying to troll you, by the way, man. We just had this whole discussion of Russell not. Wilson, man. Like, no, it just happens to be the team you love. And the thing, is, like I said, and the thing is, with like, like I, I, I respect, I love Russell Wilson because the guy is a is old super competitor. The guy is always keeping his teams in it. I just, you know, when it comes down to it, he is so hard to just beat. And like, if you're going to beat him, you are, you have, like I said, you have to bring him down. You have to, you cannot let him. You cannot let the game be close in the fourth quarter because he'll always, he'll find a way to win. Yeah, man. I, I'm, you know, the, the the question that I have in my head is, will Sierra and Future be at that game? Uh, I will say yes. Maybe on the opposite sides of uh, of the park, but I can see Future there. You know, hanging out with maybe uh, Kendrick Bourne, kicking it. But uh, Sierra is on the sideline. Seattle garb and all that good stuff. Maybe Future probably with them too. Sideline, man. She gonna be in the. She gonna be in the booth somewhere. Might pass her up. Who knows. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that 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 pretty much uh, sums up the episode for today, man. Go ahead and give us a follow on um, Twitter at Plugged In Pcast. You can follow me at Chrissy underscore Hustle. That's Hustle spelled H U S S L E. And you can also follow me at J L H B five one zero. That's at J L H B five one zero. And, and once again, we want to give a special shout out to our special guest today, Damari, who's over there. Thank uh, you, Damari. I thought he was asleep, but he's a uh, he's a uh, reading that prisoner of Azkaban. It looks you know, like he got a couple pages left, man. He's, he's gonna finish that in like no time. That man. means we're gonna get to uh, he's he's gonna get to watch the Chamber of Secrets, uh, uh, pretty soon because we haven't finished. Uh, he has to be two books ahead before we watch the next movie. Oh, you got to be. I mean, it only makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but shout out to Damari for coming on the podcast you, today and uh, helping us out with our transitions. Damari's the best. Hey. Hey, he is. You Swag. heard it from him. Swag. <laughs> but go ahead and close this out, Joe. And we are unplugged. They have a playoff game against separate opponents on the. Who knows? Maybe on the same day. <laughs> you know, and then the clip, and then the, and then the, um, and then the Kings the next day have a hockey game. Like, trust me, it's cr- it will be it would be unbelievable. But I, like I said, I think the Clippers and the Lakers, 
that would be that that may be the best game on Christmas Day. I don't think it's too much to fear. I just look, took a look at the NHL standings, and the Los Angeles Kings are fifteen and eighteen. So I, it would be shocking to see them come out the West. <laughs> um, last up on the schedules, we have the Pelicans at the Nuggets. This was with Zion Williamson in mind. This game was made with Zion Williamson in mind. I mean, he's still not – apparently he's not even close to being ready. Um, the Nuggets are another team that um, that have high expectations this year. People are saying that they may be a Western Conference final team. Um, still have good talent with uh, with uh, Joe Kidge and um, Jamal Murray, um, Paul Millsap. But um, the – the um, the Pelicans have good talent too, but it's just that they're they're having a hard time winning in the in an ultra tough Western Conference where they're even thinking about trading uh, Drew Holiday. They're they're listening to offers for Drew Holiday now. Uh, last year there was a whole big thing about Anthony Davis if he wanted to stay or wanted to go, but I like I like I like the Nuggets in this one. I think the Nuggets are a better team. Um, again, I am a huge fan of. Uh, uh, Nikola Jokic, he's a good player. Um, I'm a Gary Harris guy. He played at Michigan State. Real tough guy. Real good player. Jamal Murray, another guy. Um, I always liked Mike Malone. Mike Malone was one of the, um, the head coach of the Nuggets. He was one, probably the only guy that really got to Demarcus Russ. Uh, excuse me, uh, Demarcus Cousins. Um, really wanted the best out of him. Got he was on Mark Jackson's staff, wasn't he? Right, exactly. He was on Mark Jackson's staff. I actually, yeah, his his old man, Brandon Brandon Malone, is a long time um, assistant coach. He was part of the uh, the Bad Boy Pistons. Um, like that's where he cut his teeth at. But Michael Malone, to me, is one of the better coaches in the NBA. Real good defensive technician. Technician um, got got he's got good players, and and they all play hard for him. So I think really the Nuggets have a good chance at uh at just beating the. Uh, the uh, Pelicans without uh, Zion Williamson. Yeah, man, we'll see how this Christmas schedule ends up playing out. Um, I do agree. I think the Nuggets are one of the better teams in the West. I, I would like to see them make a deep run. Um, and, you know, they have a bunch of guys who are just underdogs on that roster. You know, they're kind of like the team that's not really talked about, but they're also the team that's really good that'll just punch you in the mouth. Um, they have that home corner advantage, so uh, we'll see how that goes out for them. That that goes for them. The Christmas schedule, um, which for the think, most part should yeah, be. Yeah, what do you think of the Christmas schedule overall? I think for the most part, it, it'll be entertaining. Um, a lot of the moves, you know, that were made during the off season, you couldn't really predict Steph Curry getting hurt. You knew Clay Thompson was going to be there, but you, as long as you had Steph, you thought that you know this game might rate well. Sure. But it's probably just sure. going to be like I said. People are going to get their plates, enjoy the food, spend time <laughs> with their family. <laughs> Once all that is done, they're going to turn the TV back on. Nobody's going to really watch that game. So um, we'll see how that goes, man. The, uh, the the schedule, I think, for the most part is solid. Um, the games are going to be good. The Pelicans, they don't have Zion, but they still have like a, some decent talent. Brandon but, Ingram is still there. Uh, Lonzo Ball will be coming off the yeah. bench. Yeah, no, yeah. Nobody's going to watch it. People are going to probably leave their parties. Mm-hmm. Like, like, no, you're right. I mean, when, it, when we look at overall the schedule itself, it looks like, again, the NBA put a good schedule in place before we knew about all the injuries. and everything. That Clipper, I'm telling you, that Clipper-Laker game is really going to be fun to watch. That's going to be, I mean, that's what everybody's going to be watching. That's going to break Twitter. You know, it better not be no load management, you know. That's another thing, too, is like, you know, 
I, matter of fact, you need to double check if um, if any if either one of those if either of those teams are playing on. Uh, there's Christmas there's Eve. no way they would schedule any any of them on the back to back. The NBA is not that stupid. Hey, we've seen we've seen the NBA up there sometimes trip over its feet before. I mean, so you never know. But I, I don't. I, yeah, you're right. I don't see them being that foolish and scheduling, especially the the, the those those two marquee teams. Uh, Marquee teams, I don't see them um, scheduling them on, like, Christmas Eve, and then all of a sudden, oh, Kawhi Leonard's only going to play two minutes, or LeBron's going to play, like, 15 or something like that. Yeah, there, there's no way the NBA is that stupid. You're right. But with that You're said, right. man, thank you for listening to the Plugged In thank Podcast. You. We hope you enjoyed the episode today. Um, go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Plugged In PCAST. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Chrissy underscore Hustle. That's Hustle spelled H-U-S-S-L-E. And you can also follow me at JLHB510 at JLHB510. And we are unplugged.